Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Grab Yourself a Cuppa. Um, today we're going to talk about doing nothing, uh, bucket lists and I have a few films that I thought I might review for you. They may not be very good reviews but you know. But the doing nothing comes first and this brings me on to the sad news about the amount of um, Ashdown Forest that caught fire over the weekend. Um, this is a bucket list item that I had to go to Ashdown Forest to go and see Poostick's Bridge, go and play Poo. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Ashdown Forest was the inspiration for A.A. Milne for Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger and company um, as the Hundred Acre Wood. So effectively, the fire has actually made them homeless. Um, but apart from that, you know, you sort of feel sorry for the fictional characters, but what about the real wildlife? Um, I think it was something like 36 hectares have gone, which is works out at around 84 acres. And I think that is um, 84 acres. That's a large amount of woodland or forest land to go up in smoke, which is effectively what it's done. And obviously we've got no clue how long it's going to take to recover. Um, anyway, going back to doing nothing. As Christopher Robin once said to Pooh, What I like doing best is nothing. How do you do nothing? asked Pooh after you've wandered for a long time. Well, it's when people call out at you, just as you were going off to do it, what are you going to do, Christopher Robin? And you say, oh, nothing. And then you go and do it. It means just going along listening to all the things you can't hear and not bothering. Oh, said Pooh. A.A. Milne, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you know, it's just the thing of what that really means um obviously i hope you've grabbed yourself a cuppa and hang on for this ride because this is going to be quite fun um obviously sitting around doing nothing is some people's idea of hell but it's important to know that it's actually a very good thing to do you have no deadlines no worries and time for yourself and for me personally, I don't believe anybody actually sits around and does absolutely nothing. I think it's a way of sort of saying, well, yeah, unless you're going to doze and sunbathe on a blanket or just lay on the grass with your eyes shut, doing nothing is not could mean something as trivial as reading a book. Not that that's ever trivial to me, but reading a book, watching a film... Um, playing with your children, playing with your animals, playing with your pets, doing craft, which I don't do anywhere near enough of as I would like to. And it's a question of just making time for yourself. And I think all of us are really, really bad at that. Easter weekend was an opportunity for us to do nothing t together. The weather over Easter was just amazing, especially in the grand scheme of things in the UK. We not only had four days of glorious sunshine, but the temperatures roared up to 23, 24 and 25 degrees C. And so commenced the smell of freshly cut grass, barbecues and a lot of people sneezing, including me. <laughs> Sounds of children enjoying their gardens 
our community Easter egg hunt in aid of Save the Children, which was organised by our residents' association. Um, and apparently, by all accounts, all the kids had a very good time. Obviously, a lot of people may well have gone to church twice over the weekend, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, um, depending on your thoughts and beliefs and what have you. Some people wouldn't have bothered, others would just sit and enjoy the weather. Uh, you know, all sorts of things were going on. Obviously, we also have duties to our families, so you could have been visiting family, you could have been having family come visit you. We, on the Thursday, had to go shopping for ourselves uh, because I suddenly had this revelation that nowhere would be open on Friday because uh, <laughs> I forgot. Um, and that, um, obviously, we needed to do the shopping for my mother-in-law and make sure that all the perishables and that were in the freezer and out of the way and put away properly so that they didn't go off, etc, etc, until the next time we can go shopping for her, uh, which is likely to be this week. And then in the evening we ended up going out to dinner um, that had been pre-arranged a while before, but we had a very, very manic Thursday, so we were quite pleased about Good Friday being not quite so busy. <laughs> um, our friends had decided that they were going to do their gap year that they didn't manage to do before they had the children so now all three children have left home uh, they bought themselves a camper van and have gone off on a very silly adventure for a year uh, and rented out their house for a year and apparently we have we are able to follow them we haven't found the website yet but they have set up a website blog type thing which um it sounds like it could be quite interesting to watch to see how they're getting on in their camper van and whether they actually end up fighting each other. <laughs> uh, so basically it sounds like they're going to chase the sun around for the year. <laughs> so on Friday we decided that no matter what was going on we were going to um, have a barbecue if the weather was nice. So Thursday, of course, we ran around the supermarket buying all the ingredients for all the different bits and pieces that we needed. And I think there's still little bits of it still lurking about now, um, two weeks later. I mean, that'll be things like herbs, uh, I eat garlic and oil and onions and things like that, and things that don't go off really quickly. Um, <clears throat> So, on Saturday, I decided to try and do a bucket list item, as my daughter decided that she wasn't going to come with us to Brighton to the seaside. It's probably just as well she didn't, because it was a bit of a nightmare, because uh, life got in the way, and decided that a one and a half hour journey was going to take us three, um, which was a good start, not. <laughs> um, if you have seen my Wednesday vlog, uh, which will be on my charity shop hopping and other things blog um, the link to that I believe is in the introduction um, of this particular um, show I didn't go quite to plan 
So obviously by the time we arrived, it was an hour and a half later than we expected it to be. Um, so as a consequence, we didn't get lunch until three o'clock in the afternoon. Because <laughs> um, when we arrived in Brighton, there was absolutely nowhere to park. It was absolutely heaving. It, you know, I believe, I think people have said to us, you know, it was actually on the news that night about how busy it was in Brighton. You could not move for people and cars and bikes and traffic. <laughs> there was just a lot of people down by the seaside. And I guess that kind of sums up why the weather was so good. Um, or that the weather was so good, I should say, not why it was so good. Um, obviously, by the time we got there, my body had decided that I actually needed the loo. We had to find somewhere fairly urgently. Um, and of course, that was when we discovered there was nowhere to park, as ever. Anyway, we we drove on and headed out towards the marina and we found Asda, which, you know, doesn't sound very exciting. And no, it's not, but it was a big superstar, superstar, a big superstore uh, that had um, that had loos. So went and used the loo um, and then we discovered that the actual car parking at Asda was free for three hours, which was a bonus. So we walk from there, and a lot of people do this apparently because it is attached to the back of the cinema. So they've got a back of the cinema on the marina, and basically the car park is attached to that. So you can go from the car park to the cinema and the marina and all the restaurants and the little shops and things that are around there. So we went and had a, a mooch about. Um, we ended up in Bella Italia for lunch, like I say, at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we sort of chose Bella Italia because obviously Easter weekend, being the Easter holidays, you know, they don't do chips, they don't do this, they don't do fast food. Uh, therefore, it was less likely to be absolutely crammed from wall to wall with children. Not that I have anything against children, but it was nice to be in a restaurant where it was a bit calmer than it would be normally, do you know what I mean? Yeah, McDonald's was not the place to go. I mean, we walked past McDonald's and there were just children and adults and chips and God knows what all over the place. It was just a mess. I mean, it's just volume of people, nothing more than that. Um, anyway, when we went in, I sort of sat down and looked up and I thought, oh, those are standard lamps thinking, oh, they've just sawn the bottoms off. But when I looked at them, they've wired the lampshades on. So they were red, green and blue um, lampstands. And the lampshades had been mixed up so that the, the stand was a different colour to the lampshade. And the lampshade had been actually wired to the top of the lampstand as you would do the right way up and then the lampstand had just been completely turned upside down and fixed to the wall or fixed to the ceiling rather with the base it was very effective but it was very strange sort of sitting there looking up in the ceiling thinking that's a standard lamp have they taken the bases off oh no they haven't <laughs> so they hadn't taken the bases off um, so they were complete standard lamps used as light fittings which was quite interesting it was just something a bit different you know
after all of that, on Easter Monday, we sort of were like, oh, we've got another day. We can do what we like. What are we going to do? So anyway, we decided that we would go out for a walk. That's just me and my other half. My daughter decided she wasn't going to come with us, and I think she was working anyway. Um, anyway, so we went out for a walk, and we covered a lot of ground. Um, we walked from here down the fields, um, which used to belong to the old manor house, which now in turned into a hotel. Um, and the grounds are open for everybody to enjoy who lives around here, residents of the town, etc. So we walked right the way down to the back and then this new country park has been joined on to the other end. And by the time we'd done that little bit and walked back, we must have walked two and a half K that way anyway. And then we added on two and a half K of this country park which has been really well thought out actually for the new residents coming into this new development. There's a big green space there. Uh, it was two and a half K to walk all the way round it, which is what we did. Um, they've put in willow arches, which obviously at the moment don't look anything because there's nothing on them and, and things like that. But there's things for the kids to do. There's lots of notices up telling you the wildlife to look out for and that sort of thing and then there's pontoons that go out above the ponds because they've made two ponds there and obviously that's going to attract the wildlife and obviously once everything grows it will start to look really really good but it was quite nice in the sunshine to actually walk down there and actually if you just tried to ignore the M4 um, to walk around there and discover that you know actually there was a lot of birdsong going on and a lot of things were going on like that that you could actually hear the birds singing you could see the birds doing things I mean we walked into this field and about three four ten birds took off um, obviously on the ground that we weren't aware of very well camouflaged and obviously because we got big hunking feet it just scared them um, but it's nice to see that that's all there and it's a big country park. You know, two and a half K is quite a long way. Um, you know, and it's a big field and a lot of that we didn't know was even there. Uh, so anyway, we walked all the way around there. And so, of course, by the time we walked all the way around there and come back, we must have walked a total of 5K Monday morning. Um, so of course we came back had lunch and did another barbecue I believe I can't remember um, but I think we did uh, again that was my other halves things so it just goes to show you know that you need to appreciate the spaces around you most of us don't do that we very very rarely go beyond our front door and don't go somewhere completely different um, you know, we go out of our front door and have a destination in mind and go away from our local area when in actual fact there is quite a lot here um, we just don't bother to use it and it's right on our doorstep which is really silly you know, why would anybody want to travel for three hours okay, my argument with that is I wanted to go to the seaside but besides that <laughs> You know, when you've got all this stuff on your doorstep, and a lot of the time we don't appreciate it, um, you know, you've got things on your doorstep. So next time you go out, have a look around your local area and see what you can find, because there may well be some gems hidden away in there. Anyway, it does give you a totally different outlook on life. 
completely and it does go to show that sometimes if you just stop being busy every once in a while you can actually appreciate what's around you rather than waiting for somebody else to sort of tell you how good it is around where you actually already live and have done for over 20 years. Okay, now we come on to films. Um, the last film I saw at the cinema was Bohemian Rhapsody. I thoroughly enjoyed the film. It's all about um, Freddie Mercury and how he met the band Queen and how they progressed from their beginnings all the way through to their performance at Live Aid and how he dealt with some of the problems that were going on in his own life. And it does show a lot of the... Um, changing attitudes, how attitudes have changed through the years to different things. The soundtrack obviously was fantastic because that was Queen, but I have a slightly biased opinion because I actually saw them live in 1986 at Wembley on their very last tour, which was the Kind of Magic tour. Um, so I do have a slightly biased opinion, but I do like their music. And I mean, the fact that it's always being played on the radio says an awful lot. Um, so... You know, it gives you an idea of how they sorted out their creative freedom and how, by being bolshy, they managed to do what they needed to do to actually make themselves work. It was a very, very good film, very uplifting film, and like I say, the soundtrack was really good, and every so often you could hear the cinema sort of burst into song, which was quite funny. Um, we've actually just got on the Netflix idea and although we've only got the basic one we've actually found it really useful last time we did something like this we didn't actually watch it at all we didn't watch any films at all whereas now we're watching quite a lot more um two films that i would recommend on netflix one is um the hitman's bodyguard which is samuel L. jackson and ryan reynolds and it's quite amusing to see how that pans out basically Samuel L. Jackson is a hitman and he's a star witness at a trial. I think it's for the Mafia, I can't remember off the top of my head. And therefore, he is in need of a bodyguard. Now, the two guys have come across each other before, and which, of course, means there's a mutual kind of hatred going on. And the bodyguard has, this won't work if we do it this way attitude and obviously Samuel L. Jackson is like, well, if I do it this way, we're likely to get caught, um, which makes for a highly entertaining, highly explosive film. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. You know, you start off kind of thinking, oh, God, this is never going to work, and in actual fact, it works really well, and it, it was a really, really fantastic film. Um, the other one that we've seen on Netflix was called Pacific Rim, and that's all about, um, basically, if you think Transformers, great big robots that are piloted, as you like, if you like, from the inside by humans. Um, they have a telekinetic connection to each other because it takes two of them to move one of these things. Um, the Earth's defences are failing to get across, 
to defeat an alien sea creature and so it's left to one pilot and a rookie uh, to sort it out and to save the world uh, which is one of the you know one of those general ideas in a film you know good versus bad and the goodies always win and things with, uh, it comes out against adversity and all the rest of it um but that was a good film i really enjoyed that uh not as good as the hitman's bodyguard but certainly a good film and an interesting film um and that i would recommend another one i would recommend is the martian if you haven't seen it already uh we borrowed it i think i borrowed it from somewhere and I put it in the DVD player thinking, I'm not sure I'm going to like this. And I ended up hooked. Um, we now have a copy of it and I, we have our own DVD. Um, and we've watched it once or twice since. And I actually find it is very, very cleverly done. It's really well done. And the the premise of one person being stranded on Mars and basically not being able to talk to anybody um i think well, my husband said it, it's virtually robinson crusoe or mars except it's not it's slightly different to that um but it's kind of a good premise to start from robinson crusoe or mars okay so those are my four films for you um to look at and if you have any to recommend then do let me know Right, if you managed to get yourself all the way through that, thank you so much for listening. If you found this interesting, or just a small part of your day where you stop and do nothing, which as we've discussed is very useful every so often, please share this with your friends. Next time we will be discussing smart motorways, celiac disease and um, Christian aid and maybe the stroke association just depends on what information i can find because uh the stroke association is make may purple month um celiac disease celiac awareness week is the 14th to the 19th of may and christian aid week is the 13th to the 18th of may i think that's the right way around failing that (laughs) anyway the next episode will be due on the 14th of may and we'll have a special guest um keith from working driving school who will be discussing smart motorways with me so please put the date in your diary and in the next episode i will tell you when the next one is and hopefully at some point i shall actually put a list of the dates in the um cover thing so you can find out when the when the episodes are they are around about once a fortnight i'll try and do them once a fortnight so that you know when they're going to be and how often they're going to turn up okay so you can actually schedule them in if you wish to listen but thank you once again for listening and thank you for joining me on this really weird way of talking to people (laughs) Uh, you know if you've got any questions about smart motorways obviously do leave them in the comments or leave me a voicemail on the station or dm me on instagram 
or do the same on my blog itself. If you have any questions regarding smart motorways, please do let me know because then I can obviously fire them at the person who knows who's a driving instructor. Okay, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening.